Pulp MX Network production. Pulp MX fans, we're 550 plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Pulp MX app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code PULPMX at BTOsports.com and click the Amazon banner on PulpMX.com for all other online purchases. It's the BTOsports.com Steve Mathis Show, presented by Fox Racing on RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, Season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is the A1 wrap-up, BTOsports.com. Listen to the commercial to... uh, Get yourself some uh, some savings at btosports.com using the, the code word. And uh, as well, btosports.com, proud sponsor of the KTM race team. Anything you need for your biker body, you can get it at btosports.com. They've been with this show for a long time, and we, we appreciate it. And, and presented by Fox Racing, the global innovation leader for MX Racewear. They're continuing the relentless pursuit to innovate and elevate. Check out the full line of 2014 products, including Instinct Boot, V4 Helmet, Airspace Goggle, and 360 Racewear, foxhead.com, or visit your dealer. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. With me on the line, a couple guys that were at A1, a couple guys that uh, have uh, eyes like a hawk and um, took everything in. My boss, you know, RacerX online editor, Jason. Jason. Yeah. And, of course, two-time German Supercross champion, two-time Montreal Supercross winner, Top, former top privateer, top privateer, Jason Thomas. Yeah, I feel like I need a, a catchphrase like Weech has. I'm going to go with the German, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you making the power? Yeah. Are you making the power? Yeah. <laughs> I make the power. That could be it. Jason make, Jason Thomas, and you go, make it the power. Yeah, we got We just got to explain it, and then it'll catch on. And then, uh, yeah, I, I, um, it'll go global. I got a few things, Wally whoop de doo and coming at you, so why not? Yeah, fifty-one fifty. You got a you got a bunch. Let's, let's None try. of them really work, but you right. keep pushing for them. Let's try it again. On the line, two-time German Supercross champion, two-time Montreal Supercross winner, former top privateer in Supercross and motocross, Jason Thomas. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. We're going with we're no. going with making the power. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah better. Wow, they they always start in very humble ways. Um. <laughs> That was terrible. No, it was really good. I just like mine better, so I made sure I went with it. Okay. All right. Well, fantastic. A1. Um, wow. I, I don't think it was um, as unexpected to see Kenny Roxon win as it was to see Davey Millsaps and Trey Kennard battle it out last year, but we just not far off. Uh, Kenny Roxon rode a very smart, very uh, calculated race, and all this coming from a guy that had to go to the semi – he got caught and passed straight up by your guy, celebrating in the heat, mm-hmm. had to go to the semi, had the 10th or 11th gate pick, and uh, still won the race. Yeah, I mean, getting passed by Brayton, I mean, some things in life are just inevitable. What are you going to do? No, absolutely. What are you going to do? Absolutely. Um, I actually saw Kenny before the semi. 
he was Brayton passed Han and Roxon on the last lap while everyone was watching uh, Alessi and Villapoto, so no one even saw what happened. No. And how Roxon ended up in the semi. And um, he said he had arm pump bad in the heat. So I guess he got that out then and then was fine for the rest of the night. Yeah, it wasn't quite Millsap's canard level of shock, but uh, come on, dude, it's his first race in his first full season uh, mm-hmm. on the 450. And the couple other races he had done, if this means anything, in that class in the past were on a 350. So this is this is pretty far forward. It's not quite the all-time record for winning quickly, but it's darn close. So you've got to give some credit there. Uh, fourth career 450 Supercross race. He went 7, 8, 2, and now 1. Not too shabby. Uh, you forgot Daytona last year. Seven. Seven, eight, two, seven. And now one. Seven, eight, two, seven. Yeah. I, I blame the Racer X vault. So, so does yeah, Villeman. 2013 in there yet. So does Villeman, yeah. Um, Sogner? Uh, no. Okay. Barsha and Grant only had – I mean, Barsha won the second race of the year last year and had never raced. Oh, he'd never raced. Okay. So yeah, what about McGrath? No, McGrath, I mean, had a, McGrath, yeah, McGrath had about nine career starts, I think, or something. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. That many? Okay. Yeah, um, he, I think Bradshaw, Grant, and Barsha all won the second one they were ever in. And Grant, he blew it, dude. He got like a – no one even noticed like sixth at Seattle one year. If he had not done that, if he had not bothered to race a 450 for basically no reason. Yeah. Oh, I think he was there – that was 2008. He was Wyndham's teammate, and Honda was just doing everything they could to, like, ram and jam and block Chad Reed. I think that's why Grant raced that night. He was there. Absolutely, yes. That was the night. I remember yeah. Short ran it in on Reed, and it was pretty good. Um, anyway. Yeah, because those, those were the days when Chad was yelling at me to, be, to be faster so I could help him, although I was still in the Honda as well. Right, right. And also, so you were supposed to beat Wyndham? That's what he was yelling me about. I wasn't fast enough to help him, and it was an issue. Right, right. And you, and you were going to cost you were going to cost him the, the Supercross title. Yes, he had no help. Right, and that was my that was my fault. Right, right. <laughs> Although Seattle is a place, JT, you've done well at in the ruts and in the goop and everything. So almost caused Imperi to retire. You did, you did. Um, all right, so yeah, it's a remarkable ride by Kenny. He uh, was getting caught. Uh, you know, Villapoto was leading, and then he was getting caught a little bit by Chad. Um, then he got caught a little bit by James. And even Dungey closed up on the end a little bit. But smart, hard to not make mistakes on that track, uh, JT, with the slickness and everything. But I don't think Kenny made really any. Like, he was um, in a race that a lot of people made mistakes at, even small ones, some big. Uh, Kenny seemed like he was perfect. Yeah, I think that, that track really suits him. Uh, he he talks a lot about this. Actually, I'm pretty surprised how vocal he is about it, about his technique of riding in taller gears all the time. And he actually uh, makes fun of people online, I've seen, for, for how much they rev the bike. And I can only think it's he's taking shots at Tomac or Barsher, guys, because, he's he like I said, he's really vocal about it. So when you think about those conditions and the way he rides his bike, um, it kind of fits, so. Not, not really that surprising that he did well. Maybe it's surprising that he won, but you kind of would think that he would do well on that track. Yeah. KTM, by the way, 1-2, and they win the 250 main event. Well, what do you expect? They're ready to race. Yeah, good point. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's, talk about, let's talk about James Stewart a little bit. Um, JT and I disagreed a little bit on this, but um, his crash, Weege, 
look, he, when you read the summary, it's it's James Stewart crashed out while trying to go for the lead. And everybody goes, yep, seen it, been there before. This one just was a little different to me. This wasn't the balls out James Stewart crash. He, this was a very, very impressive race by Stu um, that, unfortunately, yeah, he DNF'd, he made a mistake. So I guess, you know, the bottom line is it does look like a lot of other James Stewart races. But I don't know. Like Phil Collins said, Weege, it's just in the air. It's in the air tonight. Something's different in the air. What do you, uh, you think? Or no. You know, I mean, JT disagrees with me. So again, Brad. Very strongly. I disagree. But the Phil Collins argument does, I have to admit, does help sway me a little bit. It's hard to argue that. <laughs> right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't, like. Um, no, it, this is. There's nothing different about okay, it. Okay, fine. I know that this fine. Huh? Fine. Huh? Fine. Fine, I'm wrong. I know this reputation is he crashes because he rides too hard. He crashes because he goes balls out. I know that that's the reputation. To me, what really happens is over and over and over, everything seems good. And then boom, he's down. Seems fine. Boom, he's down. Boom goes a dynamite? That is exactly boom, boom, what happened. Boom, I, boom goes a dynamite? That's what uh, Chad and myself and a few other people, it's mostly just me, but uh, we always say he does all these incredible things. He'll wheel tap, he'll hit the dragon back faster than anyone, and he's great at doing these things until he's not. And then it's just, you know, asses and elbows all the way through the section. So I just, you know, and I disagree with you, Mathis, how you're saying it was different. I think it's exactly the same. He proved he was probably the fastest guy, and then all of a sudden he was, cartwheeling through the mechanics area just felt just, felt a little different you know i, I know I, what he does I every the point you're trying to make which is you know it wasn't like he, he was riding patiently you know he waited until like the second half of the race to really start moving forward and all that but i think that's i don't think that's accurate of what people think happens to james i think the basic theory is he rides too hard he rides too fast he pushes too hard he rides uh, too aggressively, whatever, and that's why he crashes. But I think there are a lot of races where the whole race, he barely makes any mistakes at all. He's totally riding in control, and then for some reason he hits the ground. So I don't think it's much different, and uh, why wouldn't it happen again? It's just astounding. Okay. I mean, it's like right. one of the strangest things that this, can, this has been happening for 10, 12 years. Like, why now? Why? Why? Every time it's like, what? Everything was fine. Well, a guy has to admit when he's wrong. A guy has to admit when he's wrong. I mean, I'm not going to admit it in this case, but at some point I will. You're just saying as a life lesson, yeah. someone should do that. I yeah. just I just feel like, uh, you know, when they say, like, you use your left hand, it's like something, it's like different, you know? It's like a stranger. Um, it's just, this was different. This was different. I, this, okay. wasn't, this wasn't James Stewart. Maybe it was. I don't know. Okay, Weege, um, if you can, take away the crash. This was a very good race by James Stewart. It was, but I feel like that's the case all the time. There are tons no, of races. No, no, like, no, 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 no. Last year, he did not have these types of races. Okay, let's throw out every year of his career except the one that he was the, had his worst year. Let's I just, just let's, let's deal with let's, let's just pretend he hasn't been pro since two thousand and two. Let's 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 deal with the trends, the the, the recent trends. <laughs> was he better than last year? Yes, he was thank better than you. last thank you. year. Thank you. Definitely. Um, he was good. And, um, yep, yeah, made a mistake. Now, did you guys see – we? I don't – Weed, you were next to me in the press box in JT. I'm not sure where you watched from. Someone said after he crashed, he got up and, like, flexed his arms. 
Like a, I heard about that. Like a Arnold Schwarzenegger strong pose. Like he's yes, at, like he's I at, heard this. Okay, you did hear this. Yes. Well, I saw it. Um, what I saw was I think he ran over the bike to pick it up, and you know the bent handlebar was the one that was in the dirt. So I think when he picked the bike up, he then realized, mm-hmm. oh, I'm out. Yeah. And then I saw him put his arms over his head and like slam his fist down on the seat, like pissed, like great, now I'm DNFing. Right. Um, it was just you know pissed offness. So I heard after, after that after, he looked yeah. at his dad and then flexed like arms over his head, like standing there type deal. I heard it from actually a few different people. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? We've, I don't know. Yeah. Thing he was, you know, like in a I'm strong type maneuver, but I have no idea. I mean, they obviously. If you've ever watched Big James over the years, they have all kinds of signals and things that mean something to them that mean nothing to everyone else. So yeah, who yeah. knows? Yep, chopping chopping trees and and yeah, uh, dust it off wings, and like take off and yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like baseball language. Yeah, totally. Well, I there's mean, a lot about stealing home he signs. Was, he was good. There's no doubt. I mean, he probably would have won the race if he didn't crash. But <laughs> how is that any different? How can we sit like listen to that statement? Okay. All right. McGrath would be sitting home drinking his sorrows away if James hadn't crashed every time he, you know, should have won a race. Oh, I see what you mean. Passing passing MC's record. Right. Oh, yes. Right. I, I think, without a doubt. Um, that was an impressive race by Stu. I still I stand by that. I'm not saying you guys don't, but. Listen, we need to be careful right now because I believe we've already probably doubled the amount of time we talked about Roxham and talking about Stewart. Okay. Let's move on. To, this will not go over well. Hey, love yeah. them, love them or hate them. They've got the gives guy gives you something to talk about. Um, hey, can l- I talk about Roxon a little bit more so we can kind of get equal time, like a political style? Uh, all right, okay. I, you know what I think helps Roxon? It seems like every time Roxon just hops on a bike, like first time out, like he was really good every time he's been in this class, and it's always been guest rides, you know, one-off races like the nations. Um, the first two nationals, the two years he raced here, he almost won it the first year. He killed Hangtown last year. I think he's so carefree that these type of pressure races, I don't think he's as affected as other guys. I don't think we're all sitting here analyzing the crap out of most things. I don't think he cares. Like, I think he just shows up and rides, and I think that really helps him in, in uh, openers like this. Um, yeah, maybe. Um, Throwing that out there. I think it, I think it helped, too, with the – Injury that wasn't an injury type deal um, to take some pressure off him. He, you know, I think he as well as KTM knew that you know he just needed to do the best he could, and they didn't expect him to win the race with that situation. So I, I think that sometimes helps. You know, takes all the all the load off of you, and you're you're not really they don't expect much out of you because you've had a, had an issue, but then you just go out there and ride loosely. If if um. If the doctor misdiagnoses a broken arm and he but he puts a cast on a guy, does 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 that still make the media right? I, I felt uh, some vindication in Pete Fox's photo. Yes, you felt vindication. Yes. Okay. Oh, I did. Kenny in the Monday combo. I, Kenny said point blank, "You guys were pretty much dead on at that point with your info." Said those words. Oh, he did. Oh. Yes, you guys, meaning Racer X. Yeah. Okay. Suck it, comment, people. All right, because that I mean I've never seen an, I don't know if I've ever seen an angrier JT um, and, and Weege, you were you were very flustered as well. I was in North Carolina. Um, both of you were very very upset at these things and these commenters and K 
Kenny himself and, yeah. and all that. So, You know what? <clears throat> the most telling thing for me was is that Kenny wasn't coming right out and, and calling us out on it. He wasn't directly responding to anything we said, which he would have done otherwise. He, you know, he yeah. may have been kind of going around and posting his own pictures that he was okay and all that stuff. And obviously he was somewhat. Mm-hmm. But I felt like if we were just dead wrong, he would have called us out immediately and it would have gotten, you know, yeah. chopperish. <laughs> Let's avoid all talk of Choppergate. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, next up, I want to talk about, and we've got, we got a limited amount of time here, so we got, we've got things to do. So let's move this thing along quickly. Um, one last thing about Roxon. Does this, does this win change anything for you, Weege? Like, like, are you now like he can win the title? Did you think that before? No, no, I don't think it, it, it changes that much. I expected him to be pretty special right off the bat. Like, when we made the comparison to him and Tomac, you know, I think we both expected, like, you will see Kenny maybe earlier, but in the long run, Tomac will be better. I just think, like, right out of the gate, the guy's just a fast learner. Mm-hmm. He just figures stuff out quick. We expect him to be good. It's not a shocker. Yeah. Um, and no, I don't think it changes anything. I, J- I expect him to be good all year like I did, but I don't think it's better than I thought he would be. JT, change anything for you? Uh, not really. It, it honestly was a lot of things I expected. Uh, and then there were a few surprises we'll get into, but I, I felt like uh, that everybody kind of performed to what we expected. Roxham was a surprise, obviously, but I, th- I don't think we thought he was going to be terrible either. Mm-hmm. So, um. Yeah, I, I felt like we had a pretty good pulse on it. Um, yeah, you know, it, I think it took us a while last year to get on the Millsaps bandwagon. Of course, he had an incredible A1. But I think seem to remember three of us each week going, yeah, I don't know, he's riding pretty good. And then, you know, round seven and eight, he's still leading the series. We're like, wow, maybe this dude can win. Um, so we'll see. Well, we had so much data on him before. Yes. That, that's what kept driving us the other way. And then he just kept, you know going in the face of all that data. So a situation like that, you know, it's really hard to change your whole opinion of someone based on a couple of races, mm-hmm. but he finally did it. Weege, by the way, I don't like your, your stupid new uh, I'm going to the pits after the heat races thing. Because you want some companionship in the press box. Yeah. That's, why? Yeah, that's yeah. dumb. You're lonely. I am, yeah. Yeah, yeah I knew it. I, I, could, I could sense. A little bit of uh, jealousy. I didn't I like that. It. That's dumb. Don't do that again. It's it's stu- you're missing the semi races too. You're missing actual racing. Oh, so much. Calm better. down. I'll be there. Yeah, there I go. guess. Yeah, I guess. Just it's... get a shoulder to cry on now. Well, or someone just to laugh at tweets or laugh at people or you know what I mean. Like I need I need you know. Hey, look what I did. You know I need research that I'm funny or whatever. So it's um, um it's it's pretty cool. Uh, I really like it. I'm, I'm going to do more of it. No, it's no. a really cool atmosphere. You go down there. I, I recommend it to yourself. I mean, you go down there and hang out in staging, especially with the semis are going to be this year. You're going to have a ton of good dudes just hanging out. And I learned that's how I found out Roxton and Arnold Pump in his heat race, you know, and I, that's how I found out about Weimer and Tomac and all this stuff because the guys were just standing there with nothing to talk, nothing to do except talk. Did you go and see uh, RV? No, because I didn't go. I didn't ever end up going all the way back to the pits. Like, anyone that made it through their heat, I mean, there were 20 riders standing there getting ready for semis, so that was all the people I needed to talk to. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling Coombs. Maybe other races, I'll go to the trucks. Telling Coombs you're not doing your job. Um, let's... Oh, he was all about it because he was 
inst- I was Instagramming. Oh, yeah, good know. point. Right, right. We're, a, we're an Instagram company that also has a magazine and a website, I think. <laughs> at, to- at times, at times we are. <laughs> um, let's talk about the 800 now. Um, why not? Why not start there? Uh, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Look, I was we, I was blown away by his start in the heat. That was so incredible, so awesome. It was it was it was awesome to see, and I plus the fact that I called it right before. Um, but when he hits the gate in the main, I, that I feel like the heat race start loses all credibility. Like you can like if what if all twenty got twenty two guys just were like, "F it," I'm I'm guessing, right? It would be a shit show, and so I feel like like Alessi doing that. Like he just purely guessed, and kudos to him, he got it. Like. Good job. Um, JT, you said Burner was pleading with him to not do it again. Yeah, after the heat race. Right. Uh, it was just, you know, please don't do that again. You're, you know, that was the whole thing is you're good enough. You don't need this. This is an unnecessary risk. And but, Tony hotwired Mike, and he tried it again. Yeah, Burner had the keys, but little yep. did Tony had hotwire skills and got in there got anyways. Him. But look – the. You hit the gate in the main event, the race that really matters. I'm less impressed because now it's you're just guessing. Like I, well, I'll go further, okay. and this is something I think you experienced. Wasn't he jumping the gate at Bercy or something like that uh, years ago? Jason, pretty much every race across the pond. Yeah, JT well, saw, saw it right. in Germany, and I saw it at Bercy. Yeah, right. And the other riders were not happy about it, right? Including you. Uh, I heard several people say, like, okay, yeah, you get penalized automatically at the gate, hold you, you get a last place start. But I heard some people saying that you need to have an even bigger penalty than that because, you know, you get a 50-50 shot, it's going to work, right? And it screws up other dudes. Like, totally I hate does. to tell you who was lined up next to him that got a horrible start because of him jumping the gate and getting stuck. Yeah. Brayton. So other riders are saying, listen, dude, when a guy does that, you know, whether he gets stuck in the gate or not, even flinching early is going to potentially screw you up. There has to be some disincentive. Well, because uh, besides the fifty-fifty shot of getting caught in the gate, I mean, if it worked, you'd do it every probably every week. No, because any here's my thing: like anyone can do that. What if they exactly. all? What if they all decided to guess? Like holy right. shit! And and another thing, like Michael, let's you should be penalized additionally, is what people are saying. So right. no, that no one will want to do that. So I know what you're saying. Why wouldn't you? So weed, you have uh, you heard from Brayton or the JGR guys that it did jack up Brayton for sure, like it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. In right. fact, uh, Patty, his mechanic, said Brayden wanted that gate, and he said, do you really want to line up next to Alessi because we know he's just going to count like he did in the heat race. But Brayden really liked that gate. So they even knew beforehand that they were taking their chances. I mean, after that heat, odds are pretty good he's going to try that again. I just – you don't need to do that if you're Mike Alessi also. Like, look, Tim Ferry should have done that a lot more. Cause yeah, he, there's, he, there's little consequences for Timmy. No, because he sucked balls at starting. But yeah. you're Michael. Your last or last, right? You're Michael Lessie. Um, you're maybe right. the greatest starter ever, and this is what you're doing. Uh, and it, again, he got it in the heat, and it was amazing and awesome, and it was cool. Um, don't do it again. You 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 played Russian roulette, and you you got it. The crazy Vietnamese colonel, you you beat him. Don't do it again. That's a deer hunter reference for anybody who wants to know. Um. Anyway, so yeah, it's I don't know. It's um, I felt like the main event just hurt. It just it made me just shake my head. But then I guess I was shaking my head earlier. Weege, where do you stand on the heat race win? 
Um, good job by him. Burner, Burner's keys, and we need to get into this, Weech, because I talked to Burner after the race for a while. Um, what do you, where do you stand on the crying, Weech? Not the crying, oh, the not actual break. Not, not a fan of the crying. The not breakdown, crying. Not, not just crying. The breaking down. Yeah, not a fan of that. Um, I wouldn't have put it past Mike at times to have been told to cry on purpose and be faking it. But uh, as a good journalist, you know, I went and watched the videotape in uh, slow-mo, you know, really analyzed it, and I believe it was real. Oh, yeah, no, it was real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's right. – uh, I don't, I don't think um, – it's a heat race, bro. Like, I understand he hasn't won one of those, but I just can't. It's a heat race. It's hard to criticize a guy for showing emotion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we, we don't. We asked for this. We, we asked for this. Yeah. But, Jesus, that was a little, a little much. Right. As your voice was, of course, said, like, but remember all the years of expectations and not living up to the hype and all this stuff. But the problem is winning a heat race doesn't mean you have now lived up to that hype. No, no, that's a good point. Um, you didn't make it now right? just because you want to heat. But, hey, uh, and JT, you're, you're, you're amazed too by it. You were also shocked. Um, somewhat, but I don't know that he can shock me anymore. So uh, <laughs> it was more like a car wreck. I, I felt really uncomfortable watching, but I couldn't turn away. Yeah. Just, yeah, it was one of those things that I was just like, you want to he, turn? He, yeah. he's not crying. He's not crying. Nope. He's not. He's not crying. He, well, he's crying. He cried on the TV show. Pulled it together. Cried again on the live announcer interview. I mean, we yeah. had, well, I had to read through the tape. I was starting to get suspicious at that point, but right. Hey, what? I, yeah, you know what? Good job by him. Look, um, uh, Burner came up to me after the race. We just said, "What?" Because you know we were tweeting him and and. I, you know, I asked him how much, how much, if I gave him the keys to me, how much are they and how long would it take? And, you know, all this stuff. Burner's like, what are you guys talking about? And I said, I, you, you said you, Tony gave you the keys to Mike. He's like, yeah, he's like looking at me and he's like, he's like, well, I'm working with him. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I said like, you know, I you have to do what I say, everything I say. And I'm like, yeah, the keys. And and he goes, yeah, I guess. He didn't really get it, but you had said that you asked him, and he went, yeah, the keys. Uh, I said in the morning, I said, right. I got some inside intel from uh, JT. I heard you have the keys, and he said, to Mike? And I said, yeah. I, I think it's, you can't reverse engineer like a cliche, you know what I mean? You can't reverse a phrase like that. Like, when we first say you have the keys, it makes sense, but if you try to explain it to someone, I don't know how right. you can explain it. Well, um, Anyway, so he, Bur- he literally have keys, maybe to his own vehicle. Uh, he does not literally have keys to Mike. Kind of, if you don't get it, you don't get it, I guess. But he gets it now. I explained. Okay. Yeah, he gets He's it cool now. With it, right? Yeah, 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 totally. But he was wondering what in the hell we were tweeting him about. Why? Why were you guys Burner doing has that? The keys. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtags. Keys. Hey, Ray, how many burner has the keys? Tweets to be saying. Hashtag- I did at least three myself. My 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 wife is like, you got to stop hanging around Weege because your tweets are the same. All ca- all caps hashtag keys hashtag burner hashtag I mean maybe she's got a point she's probably got a point but um there there's no doubt Mike looks pretty good though JT you're uh, you're around burner more than anybody he's one of your good friends no doubt he looks pretty good yeah I I expected him to be good I didn't expect him to win the heat race but 
I knew we would see an improved Michael Essie just yeah. because of how horrendously bad his bike was set up before. And where he's at now, I just knew that it was going to have a positive effect. So right, right. Uh, it was better better than I expected, but definitely saw some kind of improvement coming. Right. Um, so he doesn't have the total keys, though, because he still guessed, tried to guess the gate for the main, despite Burner ble- yeah, bleeding. Yeah, obviously Tony got in his ear right. somewhat and some sugar in the gas tank. Right. Um, all right. Hey, let's talk about Barsha. Uh, what a heat race that was. That was. I don't know about leaving him behind, but taking off for the win. And... He got fifth in the fifth in the main. Yeah, uh, I got the sheets in front of me here. What do you get in the main? Yeah, fifth. Um, JT, underrated ride. Like, still very fast. That fifth place is nothing to be like, oh shit, about. Like, no, I think if we if we would have done this podcast before the main event, it would have been Barsha, Barsha, Barsha all over it. Yeah, and yeah. then the the fifth in the main event, which was a great ride because he came from the back just kind of killed all of the momentum and the talk because if you look at the day other than the main event, he was on fire. He had the best day out of anyone. I mean, he won practice, I guess winning practice isn't saying much, but he had the fastest time and then an incredible ride, just basically, you know, passing Stewart and showing him the way around pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think he would have been the storyline to take away the main event. Uh, would you, besides his Jersey, uh, Barsha was, was pretty pretty damn good, Weech. Yeah, and I think that's why the opener, <clears throat> you know, the likes of us always caution people to, uh, from making too many conclusions because it's just such a small sample size. I mean, Barsha was one start away from potentially just dominating everything. Right, you right, know? right. So it messes up the whole storyline. I mean, these things average out. He's a good starter. He won't blow the start every week. You know, he. I, I was really impressed and actually quite nervous because you're the one that's driving the Barsha Train or bandwagon? I'm not sure. Both bandwagon train? Uh, it's more like a, a big SUV. Okay, the big. You're driving it. I'm not on board. Yeah. And I was slowly pulling away. I mean, Barsha to me, never the best practicer, but he was even faster than practice. And then he catches and passes Stu in the heat. And I mean, he didn't even look. Just looked like it was just another race for him out there. It didn't even look like he was pushing it. Yeah. Um, and I think Barsha is a guy that gets – that's not even the type of track that's the best for him, et cetera, et cetera. Slick surface, I don't think it's his specialty. Didn't matter. Had he not blown that start, this whole story could be different. Mm-hmm. He is – he might have only got fifth, but to me, he'd almost be the scariest guy to deal with coming out of that coming out of this race. Yeah, he looked good, man. He looked good. Yep. Except for that jersey, everything was on point. Um I feel like they were overcompensating. Uh, you always said you used to like the Alpine Star stuff, and you were disappointed last year. So I feel like yeah. they've overcompensated I, now. I was always a fan of the A Star stuff, and I don't know what's going on the last year or two. JT, so I think they're trying too hard now to get you back. Oh, you think it's get me back specifically? Yeah. yeah. Um, we really got to. We really got to step it up and get Mathis back on our side. I thought Tickle looked the best. I thought Tickle had the best get up from A one. I don't know. It's just me. The Fox gear? Yeah, yeah, the Fox gear. Fox yeah. gear looked good. That Fox gear looked yeah, good. Yeah, Fox gear. Um, Fox. <laughs> but then again, I wear cargos and flip-flops. Like, I don't know how good I am at this stuff. But I, I, I know what I know. I know what I know. Um, Most of the gear guys know what you know. Nothing, yeah, right, according right, to them. Right. Look, before we get too far along in this podcast, guys, uh, what we need to talk about, what we desperately need to talk about, is uh, btosports.com. Yeah, that's right. btosports.com. Uh, been a, worth, uh, a long-time sponsor 
of this Racer X podcast, and we appreciate it greatly. OEM parts. Did you know they got OEM parts now? They do. BTOsports.com online. It's got all your needs, bike, body, uh, the latest sale prices for anything that you need. And uh, you can save some money by using the code PulpMX when you check out on selected items only. PulpMX when you checked out will save you a percentage, so it pays to listen to this podcast. Uh, check If you're international, check your pricing on international orders. Um, some of their competitors have a little different pricing than what they uh, offer, and it may look good at first, but then you have to convert it. So check out btosports.com. Thanks for uh, their support, and, um, yeah, whatever you need, man, btosports.com. And, of course, podcasts also, as you guys know, presented by Fox Racing, the global innovation leader for motocross racewear. Continuing the relentless pursuit to innovate and elevate, check out the full line of 2014 products, including the award-winning Instinct Boot V4 helmet, airspace goggle, and 360 racewear to fit uh, adult and youth riders alike. For information, if you want to get the gear that Kenny Roxon wore to victory at A1, which is available now, go to foxhead.com or visit your local authorized Fox dealer. What can you say? Fox Racing. Some of the coolest stuff out there, so thanks to those guys for supporting this podcast. Okay, now let's get back to business. JT, um, I went up to Chad after the race, and first of all, I love how, like, the, I lo- I, I, this happens a few times, and it happened to me at A1. Guys who were waiting for Chad's autograph were busting my balls for making them wait. Like, should I feel bad about that? Uh, I would say no. I mean, I'm, I, I need to interview the guy. I don't need to. But yeah, I, you're, I you're working. You're working. Yeah, and the I guy, say that always comes first. And people, are, I've had a few times. People are like, "Come on, Mathis, come on!" And I'm like, "Well, the problem, the problem is, is they're going to wait no matter what, and they're just there to get his autograph. You're there to get a lot of people's interviews, so yeah, and they're going to take much, much, much longer than you are." Yeah. Anyways, all right. So I was excited about um, Chad Reed's ride. Thought it was great. Heard from the Cowie guys. He barely changed any clickers all day. Um, Chad was not as happy. And I guess if you're Chad, you were catching Roxon at one point and you ended up getting caught and passed by Ryan Dungey. Um, so maybe that's what you're thinking. And let's talk about Ryan Dungey next, by the way. I skipped over him. I, people are going to have lots of ammo on me right now. But um, uh, I thought it was good. Chad wasn't as happy, but I thought it was good, JT. Uh, no, it, it surprised me. I didn't expect to see him on the podium. As bad as that sounds, I, I thought he would be fine, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, somewhere in there, get the get the ball rolling. Uh, but he came out, he came out swinging. He came out much much better. And really, it wasn't until the main event that I thought he, you know, came out with a fire that I was, you know, hoping for but didn't expect. So, right, great to see, happy for him. Um, and it's great for the series as well. So, can you see his point about not being happy, or is he just being a little humble right now, a little like uh, low key? No, I was. I was really happy for him overall, but I was also disappointed just because I knew the the opportunity for him to win was there. Mm-hmm. And it's not always there. I think that's what he's disappointed in as well, mm-hmm. is when those cha- when those opportunities are there and the door's open, you have to take it. You just have to. Right. And he tightened up. He got nervous and, you know, let, it, let his thoughts get to him. And, and I think he's a little let down about that. Weege, thoughts on Reed? Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I mean, you if you read in Villapoto or Stu or the way Barsha was riding, any of those guys just go in whole shot and just blow everybody away. I think you're like, well, there are forces to be reckoned with. But when those guys have problems and a rookie ends up winning, 
that, like you said, Reed was just hanging with in the first half of the race, yeah, I think you'd be a little bit disappointed. I understand. I don't think he's disappointed with the way he – like the way he feels or his bike or his mm-hmm. – everything coming into the year it was just that the opportunity got away. It's almost like two separate things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really pumped for him because, you know, with Chad, he's so good at managing a series and being consistent and, um, and getting points and all these things. The thing that – the only – problem he could potentially run into is as he gets older will he be fast enough will he be sharp enough i think he just proved that he is so everything else is not a problem mm-hmm. so this could bode really well for the the season for him i mean he could he could really be a genuine championship threat i think the only question was was he, would he be fast enough and i think he just proved he can be um yeah someone said he had more podiums than mc and supercross is that true yeah, somewhere along the way, I believe he passed him. I don't know if it was oh, okay. two years ago or what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm surprised at that, but maybe not. I'm very. I would think that there's a time. very small number of of finishes that weren't wins for McGrath. I bet it's five or less. Really? I, I bet. Think. I mean, I, I well, I guess there was a few races where Ricky beat him, but I bet it's not very many. If he has 72 wins, I bet it's not more than 80 or 85 podiums total. Yeah. Um. Uh, moving on to Ryan Dungey, a uh, good, smart race by Ryan Dungey. Um, I tweeted that if I had a VW bug and Dungey was in a Ferrari, I think I could hold him off. And his girlfriend said, uh, Hey, that's not fair. Which I kudos for her even following me, by the way. I can't, wow. I can't even believe that she followed wow. me. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so weird. You wonder why he doesn't like you. Well, I did. I mean, I would say this stuff about anybody. Like, I, I then that's what I'm getting to. Like, I feel like he could have won, and I and I re- reached out to her on Twitter and said, I feel like he could have won had he got by Chad quicker. It felt like he needed a couple of runs at Chad before he could make it happen. Weege, I mean, I, I think this guy has a problem passing. Do you agree? Oh, yeah, we, we were, because <clears throat> by then I was main events, we were sitting next to each other again, probably tweeting very similarly. We both saw it coming. I mean, when Stewart decided to go to the front, he passed Dungey in one lap, and the very next lap he passed Reed. Done. You know? Mm-hmm. But when Dungey was going to try to make a run, we're like, here it goes. And then he was behind Reed. We already have built-in jokes for this because he spent about half of the entire 2011 season eating roost from Reed. And uh, Ping said he should – Reed should get a high Ryan butt patch. And it was just back. I mean, it didn't take – in the grand scheme, it didn't take forever. It was maybe two or three laps. Mm-hmm. But – when Stewart wanted to make a run at Roxon, he passed Dungey and Reed immediately. Right. And it was just like, here we go. Dungey stuck behind Reed. He made a run. He made a mistake trying to get by him. Now he's got to make the ground back up. And those three laps, by lap 17, I think Dungey was only about two seconds behind Roxon. I mean, those three laps of getting held up might have made all the difference. Okay, so I'm not far off. You agree with me. Right. No, I, I totally agree with you. And just the difference of what's the difference of Dungey being – right behind Roxon on, say, lap 15, and two seconds behind him on lap 17. I mean, that could be a major Sanaheim one. It's his first race in the class. Dungey's breathing down his neck. That could change a lot if he was just that much closer. Right. But on the positive side, turning this into a positive, I don't feel like Dungey was uh, a standout all day long in practice or in the heats or whatever, and then he gets a second. Like, good, good job at the opener. You know what I mean? He made something out of – I don't want to say nothing, but he made something out of an average day for Ryan Dungey. That's good. What I'm kind of noticing, talking about Reed and Dungey, is one of the big, um, 
lines in the sand between the newer guys and the guys that have been around, I think you're going to see in qualifying this year. They both kind of mentioned that when you're looking at guys like Roxon, Tomac, Barsha, uh, well, Stu, obviously, um, but a lot of those younger guys, yeah, no one's going to tell just going no. one balls to the wall lap in practice. Right. I don't think they want to do it. So I think you're going to see that type of situation a lot where they're fifth, sixth fastest, and they turn it around in the main because they know what's realistic. Heck, remember that whole quad jump and everything they didn't even do in the main. I think those guys just know what's necessary and what's not. Props to Will Hahn for busting out that quad on the first lap of the semi and immediately gapping everybody. That was cool. Well, lots of people did that. No, but, but it yeah. just when, it, when, when, when no one else did it and you did it, you know what I mean? Like, it just looks cool. Just just whatever. First lap, well, you're in a – just props to Will Hahn, okay? Okay. I Pro- mean, there was three people that did it on the first lap, but – Props to Will Hahn. I'm, I'm okay with it. Wait, was Will Hahn the only one that did it or not? You guys are conflicting. No, there were three people that did it. On Will Hahn's first lap of the semi? Not on Will Hahn's first lap, but on the first lap. I'm saying Will Hahn's first lap. In just, I'm giving him props here because no one else. He was sort of in the pack. He was, you know, in front, but maybe not side by side, and he busted it out and grabbed the lead because of it. We had the whole shot, and then he jumped it. it great move. Okay, though. all right. You know what? Yeah, let's shit on Will Hahn some more. No, nope, let's not. I'm just just stating facts. Um, Weege, JGR lunch, free lunch for you yesterday. Oh, very happy. How was the Me, how was the lunch. right? And how, them too. How was the mood with Brayton and Grant's ride? Yeah, they're really happy. Uh, not just the result, obviously six seven is pretty awesome. Um, you know, we we talked a lot about the different tiers and groups and all that. The way we did those preseason videos, mm-hmm. um, and really like the group that those two are in, they finish in front of every single one of those guys. So, I mean, that's exactly where you would hope to be. But I think beyond that, they're even more excited because the thing they've been pushing Brayton for the last couple of years is passing people and being aggressive. Mm-hmm. He had that horrible start because of uh, the Alessi gate malfunction. And, like, the first lap he did – you know how, like, Chad Reed can enter the first turn at 17th and come out in fifth? Yeah. He kind of was like that. I mean, he went into the first turn way back and came out pretty good and ended up getting sixth. And, uh, yeah, they're happy. And as far as Grant, it was another one of those, I think. Oh, I felt like crap at Sanaheim 1. You just wait. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Um, JT, the – Any benching. Oh. Benching talk. Yes. Not this is calling for a benching. No, I'm not calling for a benching. No, no, not calling for it. But was there talk of benching? Um, I saw Nicoletti's bike sitting there. Doesn't look like it's been moved. Cobwebs. Bike was on the, ben- bike was on the bench. Cobwebs. Bench. Spiders yeah, crawling right. over it. Um. Um, you know, I think he has a chance to get called up. I don't believe it's going to happen. But uh, you guys probably know about this. But Chisholm is the replacement for LeMay on the Cycle Trader uh, Rock River team, right? Yeah. Chiz is going to Germany this weekend. So yeah, I, don't think, it's I like... think there were some negotiations to potentially have Phil ride that bike, but I don't think he's going to do yeah, it. Yeah, I think there was too, I don't, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I don't think he's going to do it, yeah. JT, BTO Sports, uh, KTM update. Andrew Short. A solid, steady ninth. Yeah, he rode. Uh, he rode all right. I don't think he was real excited about his ride. Um, mm-hmm. He was. He didn't feel good all day. But uh, yes, inside the top ten, the first round. Um, you know, his ceiling was what probably like a fifth or a sixth. I would. I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it wasn't too bad when you look at it that way. And Gurky. Yeah, Gurky uh, had a run in with Matt Moss. I didn't see it. 
but I know that Gerke left with, you know, ended up on the ground with a broken finger. So, oh, uh, yeah. pretty, you know, I, I don't want to talk bad about Mount Moss, but, well, but um, yeah. we've, we've definitely come to see things like that from, you know, that situation before. Um, it seemed like Gerke was in the middle of any crash pileup, bad thing that can happen. Gerke was involved. Like. Or, or Weimer. Yeah. Yeah. Gerke, wasn't Gerke down at the beginning of the heat end? Yeah, that was, that was like with Weimer. Weimer. He went down with Weimer and all those guys. I no, he went down in the first turn. Oh, he did? Oh. Yeah, he didn't make it out of the first turn. Um, Mike was the one that was down with Weimer. Gerke crashed like on the start. Like the start yeah. straightaway. Yeah. He was flipping down the start straightaway. Um, if you're Weimer, the way his night went, you'll take that 10th, huh, JT? You'll take it all day long. Yeah, I think he would have taken anything except a ride to the hospital the way his night was going. Yeah, yeah, so, right, right. Yeah, he left. Uh, you know, I saw him Sunday night, and he was beat up beat up pretty bad. He was really sore. And he'll be fine. Nothing really injured, but at the same time, and he looked like he, you know, had been in a car wreck too. So. And, JT, he said he, you said that he was showing you the, the collision with Tomac and asking you, like, look it, look it. I didn't do nothing. Yeah, he was. Uh, he he felt that he didn't really do anything wrong, and you know that Tomac really really let him have it after the heat race was just kind of uh, yeah basically yeah you know cursing him up and down, and I think he was looking for a little verification that he really wasn't in the wrong. And, and I I agree actually with him. I, I thought both of them, uh, Jake, you know, pushed the issue a little bit by tripling into the turn, but Tomac also moved over in the air. So mm-hmm. yeah. I think there was a little bit of fault to go around to everyone, but no one was just blatantly in the wrong. It wasn't anybody's. You know, yeah. There's no way. I, if I was a judge, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. You know, sentencing anyone. Which I interviewed Weimer after the race, and he said it, it wouldn't have been that bad. He would have been okay with it until Weimer, until Tomac really started cursing him words that he'd never really understood before. So then, yeah, that's, was, that was right. the funny part. Is he said that he'd never heard phrases put together like that. Like he was a, a cursed poet. Who knew? Besides being gnarly, he's gnarly at that. You like Tomac? Um, yeah, he's 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 good. Weege, did you see Hill try to get Moss or that? Did you see that battle that was going on? I I didn't, but I guess it was happening. Yeah, I heard it was happening, but I didn't know. Okay. And I think we had seen at one point that they were close, you know, position wise on the track, and kind of joked that that might be coming, but I didn't actually think it would. So shame on us for not following it. But I guess it actually did happen, huh? Weege, did you see the freeze waiting for Han trying to get Will Han and getting back? No, line? I saw Han take him down. Uh, I think we both saw that. Yeah. Um, Did you see anything wrong with that? I didn't. I thought it was like a. Well, no, I thought Free should no. have probably checked up. No, not at all. I mean, it was it was a good hard block pass, like it was a right. racing block pass. Yeah. It was just since it was on freeze, it just meant so much more. It was yeah. like you could picture the pits like carrying Han away on their shoulders for <laughs> for doing that. You did it. You did it for you. You did it for all of us. Wow! Look, uh, Freeze has got to smarten up. Like you can't. You first of all, you're Vince Freeze. Everyone's looking at you and. And second of all, it was a clean pass by Supercross standards. And thirdly, you're going to wait for a dude and get black flagged? Like, really? You're Vince Freeze. Yeah. Yeah. Draw, keep drawing attention to yourself. Oh, he's got to be smart. He's got to be smarter than that. JT, we won't even ask you your thoughts. We, we get it. Thank you. Um, um, Jimmy Albertson's Did bike. Go short. What about that situation? Oh, um, I got an update on Tedesco for you, Weege. Um, I was talking – Via text, I was talking to the Tim Ferry, who yeah. uh, uh, said two things to me. One is, uh, do you still have that radio show? And I said, I do. And he said, congratulations. I said, did you watch the race? 
He said, yes, Chad and Ivan were impressive. Wow. That's it. Which makes me think he didn't watch it. Right. He liked Ivan. That's what he got out of it. Yep, that's what Timmy liked. He liked Ivan. He's like some sort of he's like some sort of rain man. (laughs) He's like like, it doesn't make any sense. No, no, he makes no sense. Chad and Ivan, not Uh, Roxon. No, no, no. Ivan, the guy who made it. uh, What two laps? A one lap? (laughs) Impressive. Uh, I mean, he was in the mix, I guess. I mean, was Timmy thinking that Ivan was just going to go and like be like thirtieth fastest in qualifying, and then? get last place starts and not make the main? Like, is that – what did he think was going to happen? I don't know, but that that's that's first. the genius of Tim Ferry, right? Well, he was, 20, he was 22nd in practice, so it wasn't well, too yeah, far off. Yeah, so he wasn't – Oh, you're right. He wasn't that – I don't know. But um, I didn't see it. Uh, Kenny Watson's not happy with it. Um, and um, who saw it, JT? Why am I drawing a blank again? Uh, I don't know. I did not see oh, it on Nick the complete Way. opposite side of the stadium Nick, for me. But Nick Way saw know, it. Nick Way saw it and said yeah, it was. Nick Way was right behind it. Right. And said it was, and uh, he was basically where he was sitting was, you know, right there. Uh, so, yeah, he said it was deliberate takeout move. And Shorty basically was of the, you know, even in his interview that one of you did with him, he was just kind of like, well, I felt like I was nice to people all day. And then Tedesco was cross-jumping him or something he was saying, correct? And yeah, yeah. so it basically basically sounds like, like we got, um, we got Han, Freeze, Hill, Moss, Short, Tedesco. We got a lot of shit going on in Phoenix. There's a lot of grudges going on. (laughs) You know, there were a lot of takeouts. Yeah. Yeah, there were for round one too. Like usually don't, JT, aren't guys usually a little bit cooler at the opener? Like there's not heat coming in and. Yeah, I would have. I would have never expected that many incidents, but yeah, it was great, great for spectating. Who, who? I guess this is maybe maybe a silly question. Uh, Matt Moss or Nick Schmidt? Both of those guys are probably the uh, W2F awards for the fans in the stands, right? I mean, did you think that Matt Moss was Chris Gosler? <laughs> I think the Moss thing was just a number. Like, everyone was like, who was that? And then when you found out who it was, oh, okay, that makes sense. Nick Schmidt, at no point, did anyone make sense of it. He's got the hair out the back, though, Weege. You were the first one to notice him. See, and that's what I mean. Like, like, uh... Other than us, who sent him gear. Oh, is he a fly race guy? Absolutely. I didn't see from the... I couldn't tell from the stands. I wasn't sure. Um, yeah, it's really hard to pick out. Look... Mathis only only noted him... For the fact that his hair came out of his helmet like Damon Bradshaw, there was no mention of him riding well no, but or look, fast or you anything guys, like that. It was just hair. No, 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 look no, no. Look at that hair. No, look. This is the thing. His speed caught my eye, and then his hair caught my eye. Like You never mentioned the speed. No. You just said, no. look at Schmidt, look at Schmidt. His hair looks like Bradshaw. That's but, what you said. But I'm, I have such an eagle eye for this stuff that I just, his speed was. The hair? No, his speed was there. It, it made me notice him, and then I noticed his hair. You know what I mean? You like, think you're a real soothsayer. Like, you really think you, you ha- you're like a prophet. Thank you. I'm, I'm picking up on that. Thank you. Like I said. I'm not, I'm not giving you a compliment. I think you think that you are. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Like I said, years from now, long after I'm gone, some people will stumble upon these podcasts, much like the early caveman drawings, and be like, wow, 
This guy was. You guys really didn't know what they were talking about. Guys, no, but Schmidt does have cool Bradshaw hair. Yeah, I like it. But JT, um, he, Nick Way was saying too, he rides a milestone a lot. He's a milestone assassin. Yes, he is. He's that was what he first came to fame mm-hmm. for was his relentless speed at milestone because he's there every single day. And when guys like Weimer and these guys go there, I guess he just gives them fits. So well, good for Nicholas Schmidt. Good job. Um, that's awesome. And Matt Moss, he's redeeming himself, Weege. He's trying to redeem himself. He's got he's out he's out the side of the factory Suzuki truck. Um, it's unbelievable. I mean, who says you can't go home? The ghost of Matt Moss. I would like to see 2010 Matt Moss approach 2014 Matt Moss. Maybe ask him for an autograph and just because they're not the same person for sure. No, no JT, you, you guys have got it all wrong. Same guy. I don't know. I saw him race the other night, and I saw him. Well, I didn't really see him race in 2010 because he never even made mains. Yeah, JT's on this bandwagon that we're being dicks about Matt Moss. Well, I think he. This he, is the same. I don't know. Did he ride Supercross that year? I thought he only rode outdoors. He was hurt at one point and came in. Yeah. Dungey was absolutely killing everyone that year, every weekend. And you're like, he doesn't have a. Oh, wait, he does have a teammate. Oh, look at that. Teammate, no one even has ever seen him at any races this year. He's just been that bad. And this weekend would have been different than that? Dude, he was way better this weekend than he was at any point. Like, I know he merely got 12th, but there was not a 12th in a Supercross in Matt Moss in 2010. I, I am positive if you went to mattmoss.com and you went to administrator, it would lead you to an AOL email address of JT. Because he's on his bandwagon. You, you, I can't help it. You guys are wrong. I can't help that. Matt Moss is JT's like protective blanket. He's just not going to. Di- it's really not at all. He's not going to. I just. He's not going to let a, us. He's not going to let us. I'm a fan of the facts. I'm a, I'm a fact fan. <laughs> he was awful in 2010. That's a fact. Stamp it. Thank you. I'm telling him you said that. Oh, there we go. Great. Maybe he'll break your finger. Bobby, I can't imagine he would disagree. Maybe he'll I break. Not imagine he would maybe, say no. I was actually pretty good. Maybe he'll break your finger. Jeez. <laughs> what? What, by the way, what was up with Hill? I mean, uh, was that opening round Jenner's or what? Because I expected a whole lot more. It wasn't good. I would expect him to be a lot better quickly. Uh, Tony Bellini right. was saying that his back was jacked up. And he was getting what? getting looked at. He had problems with his back. So. Uh-oh. He's been an incredible amount of time t- trying to mess with Matt Moss as well. That didn't help. Um, JT, uh, why was Annihilus in the mechanics area? Something with his uh, clamps or the, you know, the clamp bolts, something came loose. I know uh, we've seen this before. He had new clamps on for the race, like race day. And as they break in, they get they settle more and more and tend to come loose. And I'm sure you've probably run into this, Mathis, at some point. You just have to keep retightening them as the day goes on because they settle and break in and on and on. Ah. Uh, well, yes, no. Oh, did I run into this? Oh, yes. Okay, well, that's that's what happened. The they came loose in the main event. Basically, were you know, right? He torqued. They torqued them right before the main event. Something came loose again. Like he, you know, may, he may have had a big landing or something, mm-hmm. and uh, came loose. And I guess he he said he kept trying to ride it to the point where the whole the bars everything was moving every time he jumped, and he was just like, okay, well, this, I'm going to kill myself. I have to pull in. The nihilist yeah. the, the looks a little trimmer. Uh, yeah, I mean it's a it's a work in progress. I think you'll continue to see him get slimmer and slimmer. It's just 
Mm-hmm. When you're already working out every day and riding and riding, you can't make huge gains overnight. Right. Uh, so it's just a continuous process. But I thought he was great all day. He was ninth in the first practice. I uh, had a crash in the second one, so it didn't look, you know, spectacular coming out of practice. But then he was he was really good all night. Uh, I, he followed Tickle around the whole main event, which I thought he was in eighth or ninth. And then after the race, I kind of got, you know, to the bottom of it. But I, if, if we don't see him in or near the top ten in Phoenix, I would be totally shocked. Okay. Uh, you said that uh, he was ninth in the first practice? Yes. Uh, that's the first second. time practice. The se- second. He's actually it's just the second practice. Um, the first time practice. That's the only one you can be ninth in. It's just the second practice overall. There's three but there's no times. So you cannot possibly be ninth in the first practice. Mm, I think feel like it just confuses. Maybe you had your own times going, JT. Maybe you had a, a clipboard with 18 stopwatches, and you were doing everybody's times. I, I don't might know. be the only one confusing anyone as you. I got Matt Moss' results here from 2008. Oh, <laughs> he did not ride Supercross. Missed all the Supercross races, so good job. And then here's outdoors, 33rd, 24th, 20th, 16th, 22nd, 14th, 21st, 17th, 19th. Those are his On a factory performance. Bike. Yep. But, no, he was fine. Yeah, he's fine. Very high. A lot of people noticed him that year. Very high profile. And then, like, two laps into his first practice, everybody's like, who's 102? If he had won the race this weekend, I'd be like, yeah, you guys are totally nailed it. He's just a totally different guy. But he did not. And he did not get in the tide, inside the top ten. So, um, same guy. All right, let's move to 250s really quick. We don't have a lot of time left, but um, – uh, Anderson, Jason Anderson, heat race win, good pass on Cole Sealy uh, in the main event to take the win. Weege, anything wrong with that pass in your eyes? I think it was fine. I think it was good. No, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think uh, I, w- I, uh, I have to give you credit here. Mathis did. If we, if we, you know how they had the um, quarterback, they were showing how quickly Jameis Winston threw the ball last night. You know, he's getting the ball out of his hands in about 2.1 seconds. 2.1 seconds before the pass, Mathis saw it coming. So congratulations. You did see it. I think maybe more than 2.1, but. I mean, it was like right. as he was getting on the brakes, he's making a run at him. Yeah. So however long it Again, been, again, but I'm mocked by everyone. Everyone mocks me. But You saw it coming. Uh, 2.1 seconds before it happened, you did see it coming. I give I, you credit. I see things. Like the kid in Sixth Sense. I see things. Kyle Peters. Nicoletti, I see these things. Schmidt's hair. Why are you claiming Peters? Schmidt's hair. Schmidt's speed. I see it. Um, uh, classy, classy way uh, Cole Seeley handled it, JT, because I think if, that you, if that's you, you're throwing helmets. Uh, there may have been a, a lid or two. Yeah. Destroyed. No, good, yep. for, good for Cole. Open the door. You know, Lapper's got in the way. And it, that sucks. That has to be a terrible feeling. Uh, what would you say, JT? Um, maybe twenty-five grand, right there, thirty-five grand. What he lost? Yeah, I would say at least that. Yeah, okay, at least somewhere that. between twenty-five and fifty. Right, right there. there. Boom, fifty grand. Let's say almost, maybe given away. Um, probably not happy. And never mind the win. Never mind the win and the points. So, um, I thought he handled it pretty well. Good for Cole. Um, I think if you're Cole, you're not super pissed. The only reason you're not throwing helmets is because I think his goal is the title, and I think he's like, okay. I messed that one up, but I'm right where I need to be overall. I mean, yeah. he's got to feel like, in his mind, at least he was the best rider, even if he didn't win. At least he has to think that, right? Yeah, yeah, I think you do. I mean, yeah. he he, he passed he passed Anderson for the lead, so he got him that way. And the only reason yeah. he got passed, in in your mind, especially as a rider, because you try to justify everything, 
you got right. passed because of Labras. So, sure. right. Um, were you surprised at Anderson at all, Weege? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I we I think we all knew he'd be fast, maybe a little bit. I think the opener, you'd never quite know if a guy's going to be that. I mean, this is a guy who's only won one race ever. He's never battled for the title or anything like that. So him to be that, you know, obviously not nervous, just confident mm-hmm. right off the bat. Maybe he was a little surprised, but I think we knew he'd be one of the contenders. So I'm not hugely right. surprised. Um, Zach Osborne, though, did surprise you? He did. He was really good. He was much better than last year. Yes. Yes. Exactly as I said. Um, he was much better. JT, you're, you're in on the Dean Wilson thing. Um, do you think he's going to be 100% soon? Like, is this something that's going to be bought? He had a bad crash, and he Instagram. I don't know if you guys saw his Instagram yesterday, but that's pretty gnarly. Back, His back was all jacked up. Um, is this something that's going to hold him hold him out for a while? I don't think so. He rode he rode yesterday, which would have been Monday, uh-huh. um, and he seemed all right. It's just you know he was kind of just detuned by the whole thing, and he wasn't even sure if he was going to race, and you know really sore, trying to trying to push. He I think he was compensating for you know his back being being yeah. hurt and his elbow hurting. So I think he'll be fine. Uh, I would expect to see him a lot better this weekend in Phoenix and moving forward. It's it's not something that's going to linger on. It was just one of those deals where he basically had two days to heal before the race. And, you know, I think he made the right choice by going out there and, and toughing it out because he got a fourth place, but it could have really gone the wrong way. Uh, I don't think he knew exactly how his body would respond to a main event. And if he had, you know, just completely locked up and DNF'd or something, it would have been right. catastrophic. So okay, uh, it's not a bad position. It could have, you know, could have been a lot worse than that. So just look at it that way and, and try to win some races. I'm not. I'm not pulling for Dean to win this title over anybody else. Like, uh, like maybe you, RJT, who's good friends with Dean, and I certainly like Dean. I just don't want Dean to lose because of another injury. That's why I was bummed. Like, if he gets beat, he gets beat. Whatever, let the best man win. But I, come on, he's got to stay healthy. And I was bummed to hear that. It really, it could. Well, have and that was him. that was their decision. He could have pulled out and raced East Coast. So. I don't think that he can use the injury as an excuse because it was their decision to go ahead and race at that point. You and, know? and Weed, you said Davalos was going to jump in. That was the word. Davalos, they were the gear bag. He would have had to not race free practice, let, let um, Dean race or ride free practice if Dean felt like he couldn't go. Suit mm-hmm. up for the first qualifying practice, also known as the second practice. We just, I mean, yeah. Um,. Osborne, JT, impressed with Osborne? He rode really well. Um, you know, him, Dean and Osborne got into a little bit of a, you know, cat and mouse game, which yep. uh, certainly didn't help their chances of being with Anderson and Seeley at the end. But the only thing I would be con- a little concerned with if I was Zach is just how far Anderson and Seeley got away from them. So, uh, but certainly being on the podium at the first round is, is a good start. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, I'm sure he, you know, he looked up and wondered where the first two was. He, you know, where they were. He was probably a little bit concerned with that. But I think, you know, basically, I think all four, you know, the top four, uh, are all in good shape moving forward. They all have chance to win races and title and the title. So, uh, would you know, I thought that was a great thing. Is all four of them got out together on the start, which we never see happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, if if that you know scenario can keep playing out, I think we're in for a great series. Are either one of you worried, concerned? Upset, angry with Hill and Durham. 
Weege? Uh, I think Hill so showed some signs he was pretty good in his heat, uh, but uh, I didn't see any real signs from Durham at any point, so I would be a little concerned there. I mean, it's round one, so everybody gets a little bit of a mulligan, but mm-hmm. still, nothing at all made you think, oh, he's going to be fine. JT? Uh, yeah, I think I think they were both all right. Um, I, I don't think Mitch was probably overly excited, but right. yeah, I think you know, I think Hill was much better than he was last year. Uh, but I thought Durham looked tight all day. To to counterbalance my incredible picks uh, that I'm uh, always constantly talking about, uh, Valentin Tellier. Maybe maybe I swung and missed on that one. I was saying like top ten ish. Maybe. And I don't know if he was even close. Um, all right. Uh, Dean Ferris, all right. He'll get better. Zach Bell made it through, you know, 14 laps. Got 15th. Um, he crashed two or three times, which still finished, though. But the crashing's still there. Yeah, yeah. Weege, who finishes higher at the end of the West Series? Politelli, Leap, or Canada? They went up 10, 11, 12, and they're all sort of like yeah. like B teams, on B level teams. Paul Telly's with Brooks and Lieb's Privateer and Canada's Privateer on 5150 team, which, by the way, is a cool the name. One, I think Paul Telly might be the. I would put Paul Telly at the top, but the one wild card is that Lieb can pull starts every once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, and that can make a big difference. I don't, I don't know if Paul Telly's going to pull starts at that. I mean, Lieb in the heat race was right there for a couple laps, but, you know, in that class, different teams. Starting second and tenth could be huge results by the end of the night. So mm-hmm. I say Politelli. X factor is Lieb's potential to get really good starts. JT, what rocket, about, rocket starts. Rocket starts. JT, what about Mookie? Uh, Canada, Canada crashed on the start and was dead last yeah. by about 15 seconds. He was so he far back. caught all those guys, so I'll take Canada. Yeah, he was pretty good. Uh, I think that's an underrated ride for sure. He was far back. I, did he take a while to get going, JT, or what, what was – yeah, I don't know. I mean, he was the only one that crashed on the first lap, so yeah, obviously yeah. he's going to be way behind everyone. Yeah. Uh, what about Mookie, JT? Uh, yeah, he looked great. He was really aggressive, which is standard for Mookie, um, running it in on people. And uh, I really, after after the you know the way he came out and practiced in the heat and stuff, I expected a little bit more out of him. But his starts were good, which is a good sign. If he can get up there on the, on the starts, which I was a little bit worried about, I think mm-hmm. it'll bode well for him. Still looks a little big for the bike, but he got the he got the gate well. Well, yeah, he can't help that. It's not like he's overweight or anything. He's just a big kid, so yeah. Uh, you know, he whole shot his heat race, so I think it. Uh, you know, it's a good sign right. for him that that starts are possible. I guess. All right. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas for doing the BTOSports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Uh, appreciate both of you guys. Anaheim one wrap up. Good times, and we'll see both of you. Uh, Weed, you're going to Phoenix. Yes, I am going to Phoenix. I'm not taking a weekend off after one weekend. Okay, just checking. And, JT, you okay. will be there this weekend, of course. Of course. Thanks, guys. See ya. This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as... The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart, 
There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 500 more great motocross podcasts. The days and the months and the